Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We talked a lot yesterday and ended up being a huge story throughout the day about Zion and what he could do if he decided not to go to New Orleans. Now, look, I think he's going to go play with the Pelicans. I think that it's likely that he's going to do it. But there was some discussion, I think it's a good one, about whether or not there might be an NBA player who pulls in Eli Manning, uh, who didn't memorably did not want to play for the San Diego Chargers back in the day, who pulls a uh, John Elway, uh, who did not want to play, I think it was for the Baltimore Colts, if I'm not mistaken, back in the day, who pulls in Eric Lindros, all of those different angles. What would happen if an NBA player got drafted number one overall, theoretically, and doesn't want to play for the team that's drafting him? Couple of the, I actually did all the research after we finished yesterday's show, um, and so here are the pertinent details. One, as long as you haven't signed with an agent, which Zion Williamson has not done, he could go back to Duke. If he went back to Duke and pulled his name out of the draft before the draft deadline, then he couldn't be drafted and he'd be able to go back into the lottery next year and see whether or not another team that he liked more ended up with the number one overall pick and he could go there then. Or he could stay at Duke and continue. And if he stayed at Duke and he graduated, then if you are graduating and going into the NBA draft and somebody drafts you who you do not like, They only get your rights for one year. If you are graduating from college and you are going in not as an early entry, then it is very similar at that point in the NBA to what happens in the NFL, uh, for instance, where if you go through an entire year, then you go back into the draft and you could be redrafted. 
okay? So you do have a little bit of power there in that context. But if you are in early entry like Zion is right now, then the team retains your rights until your early entry would have ended. Now, that's a little bit of an amorphous definition because you can graduate early from college. So what happens if you graduate from college in, say, two years? Does that end your early entry because then you are eligible for the traditional draft? I don't know that that's ever been litigated out. Uh, you know, some people are really smart. They go into college with a bunch of, say, AP uh, credits, uh, and you're able to graduate early. And I hate to drag attention to my, uh, to, to brag or draw attention to myself. You know, I hate to do it. But I graduated from college in three years because I came in from high school with a ton of college credits already, and I went to George Washington University, and I graduated in three years because I came in, I don't remember, with like 20-some-odd credits already. I had almost knocked out my entire freshman year in high school and saved my family some money, got a scholarship, rolled in, and was done in three years. So uh, there are guys like that that happens uh, fairly regularly, right? Guys who go to college and spend all their time playing athletics and take classes during the summer and everything else. It's not actually that hard to graduate in three years if you're on a college campus year-round and are taking summer classes. So factor that in potentially in the Zion debate, but that's all the information that we have right now. I still think there's a very high probability chance that he's going to go straight to the NBA because he will never make back the money that he doesn't earn at 19 years old, right? So if he goes in now, he's got five years to get to his second contract and the millions of dollars that he would be guaranteed this year that he would be not making, uh, people who understand the opportunity cost of money can sketch that out, how much money Zion Williamson is losing if he doesn't make that salary at 19 years old and instead decided to stay in college. So he would really have to hate the situation in New Orleans in order to probably his best move would be to go back to college. Now, he could threaten New Orleans and say, hey, I'm not going to sign with you and uh, and you better trade your pick. But the problem is the NBA draft deadline is in a couple of weeks. So once his name is in there, then he's eligible to be drafted and they would have his rights for multiple years because he's an early entry. So that's that background. That's that story. 877-996-6369. Where are we going first, Dub? Well, you claim to solve the whole world's problems on this anonymous mailbag. This is true. So we're going to put that claim to the test with this first caller from Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo. How are you listening to us in Tokyo? Are you streaming us and what are you doing in Tokyo? Are you military? Yeah, I'm streaming. No, no, I'm not military. Okay, um, I've been here for uh, 25 years. Oh wow! So this is how you guy. stay in, you, you stay in touch with uh, with America a little bit by listening to our sports yeah. talk radio. Okay, that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your problem? Okay, so uh, uh, again, I've been here for 25 years. I've been married for well over 10 years, and uh, obviously the marriage hasn't gone well. Did you marry? Hold on, let me pause, pause. Did you marry a Japanese woman? Yes. Do you have kids? Uh, in Japan, yes. That's actually the nexus of the problem. Okay. Sorry, there's a big echo and a little bit of a delay, so if we overlap, I apologize. Um, so uh, in Japan, uh, abduction of a child by one parent from the other parent is actually legal, and it's considered the, the first step towards a divorce. And that's why it's legal. And in Japan, there is no dual custody. There's no shared custody. Only one person in custody. 
And uh, so the trick here is to respect the child, take care of the babies like food, shelter, school, and that ticks all the boxes, and that person maintains custody. Um, so I thought what I knew from the get-go was uh, not a good position on the legal front. I spent $400,000 in legal bills, and I'm what? down to my last tell Mary. You said, um, wait, you spent $400,000 in legal bills? That's correct. Oh, That's Jesus. Correct. So, um, apparently, my child has spent the last month in the hospital. He supposedly has PTSD. And uh, my, my wife has used him against him. She spent four years brainwashing him and now testifying and you know, saying lies, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, legally, I have no recourse. The only thing legally that can be done is diplomatic pressure. Uh, the bully pulpit of the executive office saying, look, uh, 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 abducting an American child and depriving that a child who has an American passport, he's got dual passports, that's an adult, um, from, from, from having a relationship with an American parent is uh, a violation of... Uh, how, how old is the kid? What, yeah, uh, so he's just shy of his 11th birthday. He was kidnapped just after his 7th birthday. So how much have you seen um, him since in the last four years? Zero. Oh, zero. zero. Oh, wow. Absolutely zero. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know where he lives. I don't know where she lives. I have uh, no interest in resurrecting my marriage. I only have an interest in having a positive influence in my child. Um, Geneva conventions don't technically apply because it was not an international kidnapping, domestic kidnapping. And again, it's a kidna- kidnapping that's legal. Yeah. Okay, so this is, well, first of all, that is an awful story. Thank you for calling. Let me give you the best advice that I can here. This is a difficult situation, Um, and I am not an expert in child custody laws, certainly in Japan, so putting on my lawyer hat is not going to help here. If you haven't seen your son in four years, and uh, you have spent $400,000 in legal fees trying to resolve this situation, what I think you need to do is get someone to write your story in the American news media uh, or tell your story from a television perspective. And so if I were you, I would be reaching out. And the reason why I use this as an example is the New York Times recently had a story about a woman in Saudi Arabia who married a Saudi Arabian man and had almost no parental rights in the wake of their divorce. And I'm just kind of sketching this out here. But Saudi Arabia, this is not going to shock you, very conservative society uh, rooted in uh, the, the Islamic faith. The woman does not have very much power. Well, an American woman expects that she would have substantial amounts of power. But she married a Saudi and lives in Saudi Arabia And so uh, in their divorce proceeding, she doesn't, I believe the story was, she doesn't have the right to even take her daughter and go uh, go to America to visit family if the husband forbids it. 
In other words, she can't take she can't even take her own daughter out of the country and go back to uh, to the United States to visit her family. And her husband forbade that from happening. And there were all sorts of complicated factors associated with that. Also, she was like living in this other nether region because he wouldn't agree to her divorce. The point was, the story was so egregious that she got a New York Times reporter to write it and it embarrassed Saudi Arabia and the story got resolved. I can't imagine there are very many people who uh, who think it's very fair for you to be in Japan and have gone four years without seeing your son, uh, even irrespective of how bad the relationship is with uh, with your wife. Japan is a very complicated country. Uh, you mentioned that your son has dual American and Japanese uh, stadium sh- uh, 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 citizenship. That's somewhat similar to Naomi Osaka, who, if you follow tennis, is a uh, is was born in Japan to a Japanese, I believe, Japanese mother and an American father, and so she was able to travel back and forth. But it's a messy situation, and every country has different resolutions. Now, what's unfortunate for you is if you were able to get that kid and get them into a foreign country, then there is a mechanism by which different countries deal with child-related uh, issues, right? So in other words, if you could get your 11-year-old and get him on a plane and get him to the United States, there would actually be a resolution that could happen because the interplay then of the laws that exist in the United States and Japan, they're sort of, uh, there's a, a uniform, you know, sort of, uh, for, and I, I don't remember the exact uh, phrase, but I've had to deal with that before where two different countries' laws conflict as it pertains to child uh, child custody, and there is a mechanism to solve that that is a rational mechanism, but you are hung up under the Japanese court of law and the Japanese system right now, so I think you need an American news media company to tell your story. I think it's honestly the best way to get a form of resolution. That's a tough one, but that's my best advice, and uh, I would be reaching out to everybody that I could if I were you um, and broadcasting your story as far and wide and hope that one of those companies could do it, which would then embarrass Japan and might lead to a resolution much like what happened recently with Saudi Arabia as it pertained to a woman in Saudi Arabia and her daughter. Uh, Who's up next, Dub? We got California up next. California, what's shaking? Hey, what's going on, Clay? My name is... I'm calling from Los Love listening to the show. And I have a problem. Uh, they're a friend that I have. And he loves to gamble every single day. Taking plus, you know, in the parlays. Basketball has on who's on team. Even yeah, I... I- I, 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 it's like every other word we lose. So uh, thanks to cell phone companies for continuing to make it impossible for cell phone signals to work in this country. Uh, I'm guessing he's got a friend who's got a gambling problem. Does it feel comfortable that that's where this guy was going? That's where he was. That's where he was going, Dub. Uh, Dub says, um, I mean, how big of a gambling problem, right? Uh, a gambling problem to me is when you lose money that you can't afford to lose. And, it, and gambling moves from something that is fun to something that, uh, that that will ruin your life. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is this. Everything is great in moderation. Moderation is the key to life. You like to drink alcohol? Drink al- alcohol in moderate qualities. 
You don't want to get drunk every single day. Eventually, you'll become an alcoholic. It will ruin your life. You enjoy gambling. Gamble in amounts that you can afford to lose that don't impact your overall life. If you start to impact uh, gamble amounts of money you can't afford to lose, eventually, it's going to impact your life in a negative way. So if you have an addictive personality, I would stay away from behaviors that can be incredibly addictive. Um, If you're able to handle things in moderation, then gambling, just like alcohol, just like anything, is perfectly fine. Again, I think in many respects, moderation is the key to life. Uh, Anything else, Dub, here? Yeah, last one. We got New York. New York, what's the problem? How you doing, Clay? Great Uh, show. Yeah, thank you. I'm good. Just dive right into the question. All right. The question I hear is uh, I, I log on the computer, get Gmail, and I see my girlfriend's Gmail for some reason, and she's on POF. And uh, I just turned. I don't know. What happened there? Did we lose him? Yeah, I guess he dropped. So he found, uh, so he got onto Gmail, and sometimes that happens if you're on a computer, the person who was logged in before you can still be on, and what did he see? Well, I'm not sure exactly what he saw, but his problem was, had to do with his girlfriend, and he gave her like a week to get out of his house, and it's been over a week, and she's still in the house. So what did you say? uh, He said, he said POF, which is plenty of fish. It's a dating site. Oh, he saw that she was on a dating site. Um, and meeting guys in theory. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be the PGA Championship just about to tee off, just teeing off right now. I'm trying to find it on television, and evidently it's not on till like noon Eastern on the PGA uh, is on TNT, uh, unless I'm wrong. Um, so I'm scrolling around right now and not seeing it. Uh, we'll see if the early part is on. And the reason why I say that's significant is Tiger Woods is scheduled to tee off fairly early this morning, right, uh, Danny G? 8-24. Yeah, 8.24 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So uh, I would think there's a lot of people out there listening to us right now that would be interested in watching Tiger Woods. Maybe it's going to be on the Golf Channel. I don't know. I'm scrolling around on my television right now trying to figure out uh, what station it might be on here as we officially get underway. And uh, my guide uh, here is not telling me that I can watch it. So Yeah, the tournament's being listed as TNT slash CBS. But as you know, it's always hard to watch the very start of these tournaments. Yeah, and I don't understand that. I mean, obviously, we just came off the Masters, and they have their restrictive uh, television viewing situation. So uh, that in and of itself is frustrating. But, uh, but anyway, this is officially underway. And the question is, who you got uh, as the PGA Championship gets underway? I bet on a lot of guys on Lock It In. And I think that's really kind of the way you have to bet on golf because picking one person, the odds are so low, even if it's a favorite like Tiger Woods 11 to 1. Um, you know, the percentage chance is still pretty low for any one golfer. So uh, I, I, I like Dustin Johnson. I like Brooks Kapka, who's been on fire for uh, for the, the majors in general. 
Um, I, I like uh, Rory McIlroy, who I think is, uh, is, is honestly kind of due to spring back up to the top of a uh, major leaderboard. Those are guys kind of off the top that I genuinely like. I've been on Ricky Fowler for a while. I think it's going to happen for him at some point. And then my guy, Brant Snedeker, is uh, a guy I've been betting on for a long time. Who have you got, Danny G? Are you going Tiger? Uh, who would be your top pick right here as the PGA tees off? Yeah, I'm a big Tiger fan, always have been, so I'm going to be rooting for him, of course. But I noticed here on the board that Justin Rose is a surprising 18-to-1 long shot, and I think he's got a better chance to win it than his odds uh, show. Yeah, look, I mean, that's the fun thing about betting in golf uh, is every day at the end of Thursday, you'll be able to adjust. You can hedge if you get hot. Somebody on your list makes the move up. Usually what I do is bet four or five guys and then toss in a couple of uh, totally outside the realm guys instead of putting all your money on one uh, one golfer. And I think it tends to be uh, the most fun way to watch it from a gambling perspective. Dub, who you got? Well, I'm actually going to be there on Saturday at Bet. Oh, yeah. You just, you uh, but, just travel all over the place. So well, you, you know, go- when, as soon as Tiger won the Masters, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I looked at tickets at Bethpage. They were like 60 bucks for Saturday during the day. So I'm like, I just have to go. Where are you I have, staying? I have friends that live in New York, so I got a free place to stay. So, I mean, I figured why not. But in but New York it, City or where, where are you yeah, staying? Yeah, it's, it's in New York City. So it's going to be about a two-hour train ride to get there Saturday because I'm not Because they pull messing. up, like, Bethpage is right on the train tracks, right? So you can just uh, get off basically right there. Right, yeah, but as far as my picks, I like Rory this week. He's 12 to 1. He's finished top 10 in 8 of his 10 events this year and won the Players Championship. And for my long shot, I'm going with Tony Finau at 30 to 1. Uh he's finished top 10 in 4 out of his last 5 majors and he can absolutely bomb it. So I think I like his uh, I like his game here at Bethpage. Uh I also win Xander Shuffley, uh by the way, however you pronounce his last name. Um how many days are you going to? Just Saturday? Yeah, just Saturday. Well, that's interesting. I'll be curious when we come back on Monday to hear uh, how that goes. Who you got quickly, uh, Eddie Garcia and then Roberto? Uh, I also got Justin Rose. I think he was embarrassed missing the cut of the Masters and going to come back strong in this tournament. Roberto. Tiger, all the way. Last night, the Toronto Raptors blew what might be their best chance to win a road game against the Milwaukee Bucks. They were up one. They get a steal. Brooke Lopez gets a dunk to give the Milwaukee Bucks a one-point lead. And then this was the dagger, just like you're expecting. Brooke Lopez from way downtown. It was 101-100. to And when this shot was complete, it was a two-possession game. Here's what it sounded like. Giannis blows it down the lane. Passes out to Lopez. A three. Fires it. Bang! Go! 104, 100, Splash Mountain delivers his fourth three-pointer of the game. Kyle Lowry, seven from nine from outside. He was the only Raptor player who scored in the fourth quarter as the Raptors gave up a seven-point lead and collapsed down the stretch. Also, as if that were not bad enough for the Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks only shot 11 for 44 from three. 25%. That's the kind of game you needed from them in order to win on the road in Milwaukee. Instead, the Bucs get it done, go up one zip uh, so far there. Also, on the uh, in the uh, universe of the NHL, how about a huge blown call? This is what it sounded like as the San Jose Sharks got the overtime win going up. 2-1 in the series, a hand pass set up the overtime goal, 
everybody can see it plainly except for the four officials on the ice. Here's what it sounded like. Meyer the shot. Poke that. Why? Meyer sends in front. Nyquist. Eric Carlson shot. Score! Eric Carlson gets the shot away. It might have been tipped in front, and it is a Sharks 5-4 win. But the Blues are protesting. They say that might have been gloved in the net. No, they did not call a hand pass here, folks. They did not call a hand pass. Nobody called it. It wasn't blown dead. They can't call this back. This cannot be challenged. This game is over. So, blown call there uh, leads to the San Jose Sharks getting the win, just like they did in Game 7 on another blown call against the Vegas Golden Knights. Everything going the San Jose Sharks way. Uh, By the way, we are setting up for the anonymous mailbag live on the radio. I will solve any problem in your universe. 877-996-6369. That's 877-996-6369. But first, uh, Eddie Garcia um, this is a uh, this is a disaster for the NHL, right? To have this situation arise. Well, it's definitely a, a a major blown call. I mean, this you know the thing that makes this you know apart from other missed calls is that this one. I mean, you see this called all the time. The referees usually uh, are make this call easily, and uh, you know this wasn't you know something where you had a puck maybe did it cross the line, didn't it cross the line, or something that happened in a blink of an eye. I, I thought this was very clear. I think uh, you saw it the first time. You didn't need to see the replay, but uh, somehow they missed it. I know it happens in sports, but uh, obviously that's a very costly loss for uh, San Jose. And the Sharks, once again, as they have so far in each round, have gotten a big call to help them advance so far. So the Sharks now up 2-1, getting the road win against uh, St. Louis last night. Um, Also, while we are talking, the PGA Championship has teed off. Tiger Woods will be teeing off in a little bit over an hour. I don't know about you guys, but when I go to uh, look up sports now on television, I very rarely go to the channel where the sporting event is taking place. I just go at least on. I've got uh, I've got DirecTV down uh, in one of my places, and then I've got uh, I've got Comcast, so I use both of them. And I just go to the guide, like look at see what the sporting events are, go there. And so the PGA not being on this morning when Tiger is going to be playing is crazy to me. And I know people are already popping into my mentions saying, well, you can download the PGA app. And like, I don't want to download an app, right? I I, I hate having to download a bunch of apps that otherwise I'm not going to use. I have a huge flat screen television like most of you. I just want to be able to sit down on my flat screen television and easily watch Tiger Woods play golf on on his first round on Thursday. And if he's going to tee off at 824 Eastern, and we're not actually going to be able to watch the PGA for the first several hours, he's going to be on the 12th, 13th, 14th hole, depending on how the traffic moves on the golf course, before you're actually able to watch him. And now, I understand a little bit the Masters, just because it's insanely stupid of the Masters, but they've been doing it for a long time. But I think we should be in an era where you should be able to watch every tee shot over the course of a golf round. And I don't understand why we still live in this old school era where I should be able to put on the PGA championship and watch it while I'm talking to you guys, starting from the moment they tee off at Beth page black, but we don't have that opportunity, which is slowly driving me insane. Uh, all right. Speaking of driving you insane, lots of you are driven insane by difficulties in your life. I will take your calls right now. Anonymous mailbag live on the air. If you read out kick ever, if you know who I am, by the way, my name's Clay Travis. I do this show in the morning. I'm also uh, many things, a man of many talents. 
But one of the talents that I have best of all is I am able to solve any problem that exists across the entire width, breadth of this great nation. All 50 states, people listening right now, all over the world, people streaming, wherever you are, I can solve your problems. Our phone number, 877-996-6369. Cue the music, boys. It's time for the anonymous mailbag. You've got mail, mother Anonymous mailbag! If it was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. One thing, by the way, that I can't solve is often our phones. So while I said I can solve all your problems, I can't solve our phone problems. So I'm not 100% sure it's going to work. But, Dub, who's up first? All right, we got the great state of Texas up first. Texas, what's your problem? Barney, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right, sweet. All right, brother, just real quick. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, she came home letting me know that, uh, you know, there was some girls bullying her or whatnot. So, you know, I told her, okay, go ahead and let the teacher know, see what's going on. She let her teacher know. Uh, next day, same issue. She came home. And, uh, you know, mind that I put my daughter in Jiu-Jitsu since she was four years old. So, you know, uh, she knows that that's her last resort. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, she had... I had, she had to defend herself. Um, so she just let, you know, she's let those girls have it. She got um, a fist fight? They're telling me that, uh, you know, they're telling me that she needs to be evaluated or whatnot after they've already known about this issue. But now they're pinning it on my daughter just because she just kicked three girls. Or what? So what do I do? So wait, your first grader beat up, your first grade daughter beat up three other girls at school? Yeah, they were they, they were picking on her while they were on the swing. They were hitting her with their knees and, and telling her to get off the swing. And yeah, she didn't want to, so she defended herself. And now I'm in this predicament. I don't know if she just move her to another school or go up there myself. And I just don't want to make it a bigger problem and have my daughter being kind of singled out and you know kind of be discriminated against just because I went up there and made an ass of myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a, so. This is an interesting question, right? Because I think probably most of the people that are listening to me right now live in an era where you were taught uh, that you had to stand up to a bully, right? That's what I was taught when I was a kid. Um, And I imagine most of you out there were taught when you were a kid, the only way to to end up being bullied is to stand up to a bully. Um, And it might, and it's scary, right? Because bullies are usually bigger and physically more dominant than uh, than you are, and uh, I think back, like if you think about the uh, the television and movie era, there's that iconic scene in a movie that pretty much everybody has seen, A Christmas Story, where Ralphie stands up to the bully and beats him up, and everybody's like stunned that Ralphie stands up to the bully, and the bully, you know, like has a, a total life changing moment when he gets his his ass beat by Ralphie. But now, what we teach kids is, and, and and I think almost everybody would agree that this is happening all over the country, that bullying is wrong and you should tell the teacher and bull, you know, like, but you don't stand up for yourself, right? So I'm still kind of of the era that I think you should stand up for yourself as opposed to just telling the teacher. Now, your first recourse, I think, should be tell the teacher and the teacher should be able to manage that. But I feel like bullies, by and large, don't get handled unless you stand up to them and that the bullying will continue regardless, right? Are you guys in, you guys kind of agree with me that you were raised in the era of you got to stand up to a bully or the bullying will continue? 
Oh, 1,000%. I got suspended my freshman year of high school for sticking up for myself, and I still was terrified that I was going to get it worse from my mom than I did from the principal (laughs) at the school. But when I got home, she gave me a a fist bump because she found out what the story was and how I just defended myself, and it was all good. Are are you guys also, Eddie and Dub? I mean, Dub, you're younger, so I'll go to you, actually. So you're 25. What were you taught growing up about bullies? I mean, it was kind of a mixed bag, honestly, but I, I would go with the route of defending yourself because it just it made a little more sense to me right but I feel like and I've got kids in elementary school now that the kids today are not taught to stand up for themselves they're taught to go to see the teacher so you got the reason why all this is interesting to me is this six-year-old girl let's pretend that she's totally innocent and she's being bullied and she finally stands up for herself I think the girls that have been bullying her are probably going to stop bullying her now because now they suddenly have a little bit of fear in their own life that they can't bully this girl without some sort of consequences. And the consequences can be, hey, you're going to have to go to the principal's office, thing like that. That's, I think, the area that you're supposed to go through. And one of the things I worry about, this is just kind of my life in general, is that if you take off all the rough edges of childhood, you create incredibly fragile children. And so bullying is bad. I don't think there's anybody out there who's like, hey, you know what, we need more of bullying. But learning how to deal with bullies is actually a huge part of learning how to become an adult as you move through life. And if your response when bad things happen is, I'm going to go find somebody else to take care of me, I worry that it instills in you a lack of self-reliance. And so I understand the goal of decreasing overall violence in schools and everything else, but I kind of feel like the generation that I was raised in of you have to stand up to bullies teaches kids more self-reliance than I'm going to go complain to my teacher and the principal and everybody else when in reality that might not solve the overall underlying issue. And so this is... I. I think one of my big issues that I have, and I think about this a lot because I'm raising my kids now, uh, I've got an 11 and 8 and a 4-year-old, is we teach kids that they are incredibly fragile right now. Um, And that's totally different than I think we've taught kids for much of my life, which is, hey, you're tough, be self-resilient, stand up for yourself. Nowadays, we teach kids, oh, if something bad happens to you, run and go find an adult to protect you. And I think we live in this age of anxiety to a large extent because kids are constantly afraid. It seems to me, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me that young kids today are much more afraid of things than young kids have been throughout recent history. And it doesn't make sense because kids are safer now than they've ever been, right? But we protect them. We create this cocoon of, uh, of, of bubble wrap that surrounds kids all these days, and as a result, they don't really know how to handle uh, situations that don't go their way. And I really worry about this a lot. So I think you go down to the school, and I think what you say uh, to respond to our caller from Texas is, hey, look, I came to you and said that we had an issue at this school, and it continued and it continued, and finally my daughter was not willing to go to a principal, was not willing to go to a teacher because you guys weren't resolving it, and she had to resolve it her way. 
And I think that her resolution may work better than your resolution did. So I don't think you go down to the school and create a stir. You don't want to be the angry parent. But I think that's the way you respond to it. If you have told your kid over and over and over again to do what they're supposed to do and it's not getting resolved and there are multiple kids that are picking on your daughter and finally she stands up for herself, I think you have to go in and defend her a little bit at the school and also put it on, put the onus on the school. Hey, you guys are supposed to stop bullying. You didn't. And at some point, there has to be a resolution, and my daughter had to take matters into her own hands. Also, it's first grade. I don't know about you, but the odds of a six-year-old doing significant damage to another six-year-old in a fight, unless you got the Mike Tyson uh, or a Ronda Rousey of six-year-olds, the odds are pretty low that there's going to be any kind of significant damage there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Going down to the Big Easy now, early in the morning for her. I appreciate her getting up. Jen Hale, who's been covering the New Orleans Pelicans, I think for several years now, and also is from the state of Louisiana. Where did you grow up in Louisiana, Jen? Hey, Clay. Good morning. Thanks for having me. In New Orleans. So, for you, like, obviously everybody knows how much the Saints matter in the city of New Orleans. How much do the Pelicans matter, and what has been the reaction since the Pelicans won the NBA draft lottery? certainly a, a, a growing and fervent fan base, no doubt, Clay. And, uh, you know, New Orleans is a very passionate city, so any anytime anything is threatened to be taken away, they rally around it. Um, and in the Pelicans' past history, when they were the Hornets, you know, there was talk of, of selling the team and moving them. So uh, certainly a, a lot of Pelicans fans here, and I tell you what, it has been one heck of a year for Louisiana sports fans, <laughs> starting with LSU's Seven overtime game, bowl game against Texas A&M that they ended up losing when they'd won it several times. The no call with the Saints. The Anthony Davis kick in the teeth uh, right around All-Star when it was publicly announced he wanted a trade. So Louisiana has been desperate for some good sporting news. The city's just been on fire since since, uh, winning the lottery. It's, it's, It's a little bit like locals Mardi Gras right now here. So where were you when the lottery happened? I live in the French Quarter, and I have a little balcony, and I was standing outside on my balcony, sitting outside on my balcony. I had the TV on inside, and I was listening, because honestly, I really didn't expect to get number one. There was a 6% chance, right? right. Um, and and when, when they announced Memphis at number two, I screamed. And I think the people below me on the street thought I was, going crazy gonna jump off the balcony or something um yeah it was just it was such an awesome moment and after everything the state and the team has been through because don't forget the team was required to play anthony davis even after that trade request that league threatened to find them both monetarily and with draft picks if they didn't it it, it was just a tough go so it, it was really uh awesome in so many ways to see to see the fortunes turn around 
for you who covers them on the sideline and is there for, I think, almost every game, if not every game, how much different is your life going to be with Zion in New Orleans, assuming that that is the number one pick and that he heads down to the Big Easy? Yeah, that's a great question, Clay. Uh, I've been thinking about that. Certainly there was a somewhat of a sample size when the Pelicans got Anthony Davis uh, seven years ago with the number one pick. But Anthony Davis was a, a different a different person in the sense that he was so shy back then. He didn't have his own brand. Um, you know, he didn't really come on the national scene until about his senior year of high school. Zion Williamson has been at the forefront of everybody's minds in the basketball world for years. He's such a charismatic, electric guy. I imagine it's going to be a bit like covering LeBron when he was in Cleveland, uh, especially this being a smaller market. Um, I, I think Zion is in for a real treat. This city is going to treat him like royalty and, and a savior coming to town, and it's going to be a lot of fun to cover. And, you know, gosh, he, he had, what, one semester, really, of college basketball. you still got to figure he has so much development and so much growth to go. It's going to be fun from a technical standpoint to watch him develop those skills, those jump shots, and get even better at his craft. You're listening to Jen Hale right now. She does a little bit of everything for Fox Sports. She guest hosted recently on Lock It In. She does sidelines for the NFL, and she is with the New Orleans Pelicans on uh, their broadcast. If you were 19 years old and you had been given a $50 million contract and been living in New Orleans, your life would have been like what? <laughs> I don't know how it could get much better, right? <laughs> um, you could afford pretty much anything and everything you ever wanted. Um, again, the city's going to roll out the red carpet. Uh, Drew Brees could easily run for mayor and squash any contender on on either political side, uh, and I think Zion's going to be going to be right there immediately, a very close second. Um, it's such a fun city. I, I would imagine Zion comes in with with a bit of maturity and a bit of um, know how and how to handle himself. But certainly there are plenty of opportunities to get into a little trouble down here. Uh, <laughs> and good trouble. Have fun. Yeah, he's going to do Mardi Gras parades. He's going to be invited to any and every type of, of soiree you can imagine. And I think he's going to have a great time playing with Drew Holiday and this team. Um, it's an unselfish team. Drew Holiday is a fantastic locker room leader. And with the reset with David Griffin as the new vice president of basketball operations and Alvin Gentry as the head coach, it's fun. Fun-loving, embracing, personality-filled guys. I love New Orleans. I love your city. I think it's awesome. Now, I'm from Nashville, so I've spent a lot of time around New Orleans over the years for a lot of big events. There had to be some people there in the city, I imagine, who bristled a bit at the way that people said, oh, Zion doesn't want to go to New Orleans. He wanted to go to New York. He wanted to go to L.A. I know you've spent a lot of time in both cities. For people out there who maybe have not been to New Orleans, what are they missing, and how crazy are they to think, oh, Zion doesn't want to go to New Orleans? Well, first of all, thank you, Clay. Uh, New Orleans loves you too, no doubt. Um Oh, yeah, they're missing a lot. And uh, while I could talk about the food and the culture and the atmosphere and the amazing warmth of the people, I think what a lot of folks nationally are missing is how much of a basketball town this is becoming and how important basketball is to ownership. 
sadly, there's been this uh, this nasty rumor, this idea floated that oh, the Pelicans take a back seat to the Saints, and and the Saints are, are number one, and the Pelicans are like the redheaded stepchild, and it it just isn't true. Yes, it was the same ownership that owns the Saints, and so therefore, in the beginning. They did approach the NBA like they approached the NFL because that was the winning formula they were familiar with. But certainly, uh, Gail Benson has done a total reset and has, has realized, hey, you run the two very differently. And she is, first of all, the woman's never done anything halfway in her life. And she is dead set on turning this into a first-class operation and a first-class destination for basketball fans and free agents. So I think Zion is going to have, have the keys to the car and be at the forefront of a really exciting time for the city. Outstanding stuff, as always, Jen. I appreciate you getting up early with us at Jen Hale on Twitter. You can go find her there. I'll tweet out her handle when I send out the podcast. Appreciate you getting up early with us. Going to be exciting to see how Zion does down there. Thanks uh, for having me, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.